And we're back because Ricks is still in town. Surprisingly. Uh, episode number 104 of Stream of Thought. And we have switched gears, actually. We, we were catching up last episode. This episode, we turn a little more worldly. Yeah, a little uh, more macro. Universal. Universal. Like I like that. Yeah, that was a real good ending. So we start off by talking a little bit about what's going on with the uh culture of yes. the internet today yeah people and, still not learning the lessons that at this point hundreds of of uh of would you say public figures right just you got to be careful about what you say you got to be careful about what you say and who you say it to yeah and i feel like even victor is surprised at the extent to which if you say the wrong thing got a to scared. the wrong person at the wrong time it could be the end yeah, of you it got a little scary so yeah a couple public figures getting in trouble not learning the lessons that were learned for them on uh, from other people and then what is it that we kind of talk about we talk about the universe a little bit and life and intelligence but that's near the end and uh but before that i don't know i never remember what it is that we it, it, it's that a we talk it's about a how it flow we, we we do spend a lot of time on uh, i feel like this is a very digital episode yes of, oh of yeah that's a good communica- point. communication yeah. i think is the overall theme and I can't remember from the micro to the macro, but we do end up getting to the macro yeah. of talking about bigger picture stuff, putting things in context, perspective. Rick's favorite show, Ancient Aliens. <laughs> oh, my God. I, maybe that was the middle part right there. Talking was. about your bullshit television show, <laughs> History Channel episodes that you watch. <laughs> but, they're, but they're professors from accredited universities. Uh, accredited universities. <laughs> They've written a book. They know what they're talking about. Yeah, because it's a three-page pamphlet that they <laughs> Printed off at Xerox. <laughs> doctor. Uh, doctor. Uh, doctor Xerox. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, anyway, episode 104, Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> so, I feel like one of the things that we have been lacking for some of our more worldly episodes is an instant help desk. We're both trying to like pull stuff up on our phones and totally <laughs> yeah, distracts from the conversation. Yeah. And I thought to myself, well, okay, I've got this new Chromebook now, which can just be like here, you know, yeah. type in whatever. And I feel like any questions we have about yeah, details or specifics, Google. we just ask Google and we can pull it up instantaneously. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I could have used that for like three or four hours worth. Of <laughs> I did just some very mild prepping i didn't really do any i just looked at the google uh the google headlines but you had some things in mind that you wanted to bring up worldly events or what i mean well i was gonna like shoot stuff out and see because i don't really pay i don't pay attention i mean i hear stuff but i don't know the details unless i have heard that jeff bezos is now what the world's richest man yes i thought that already had history's richest man that happened like a week ago. And I thought that I already know, happened, and a then of weeks ago. I thought it already happened, and then and then it was retracted because the stock went down just a little bit, and then it happened again, and then it like was official again like the next day because the stock went back up just a little bit. It was a new record. It was something to the extent of like he's the richest person in American history or something. like oh. that. that it was a new milestone. That I even, it was even the- with inflation considered, there's no one who's been wealthier in some respect. He's on the top. So now he's the the wealthiest person in history? Something like that. But the only reason... Guess who's number two? Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Okay. Exactly. 
Uh, and so the only reason why Bezos, I don't know. So, okay, first of all, how do you feel about that? So Amazon dude, like Washington Post, all these other huge corporations, huge organizations makes billions upon billions of dollars. His income is astronomical. And he just stole the title from Bill Gates. Yeah. What are you, what, what is, I'm interested to hear I mean, I'm, ha- I'm happy for him. That's pretty though? cool. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the guy. I've never met him. You, dig, not, a, like... you dig a little deeper. So, it's complicated. Okay. Okay. No, I don't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm in, I meant okay, meaning I'm ready for you to give me the details <laughs> and give me your opinion. Because I didn't want to, like, you know... Okay, poop, I'm ready poop, to poop sit and listen because right the now. last episode I did a lot of storytelling slash talking. So I'm ready to just switch roles and just sit back and enjoy the ride. So the reason, the primary reason why Jeff Bezos surpassed Bill Gates had to do with uh, donations to charity. Like Bill Gates basically gives away a ton of his money. And so he by just nature of his charitable efforts, is going to decrease the amount that he is worth because he gives most of his money away. And okay. that was the primary differentiation between people were people were saying, well, you know, you may be entitled the richest person in the history of the U.S., but what are you doing for your, you know, society? Yeah. If you're the richest person, then obviously you should be giving stuff away right, mm-hmm. to contribute yeah so i don't know there was that back and forth between whether or not the factor of charitable giving should be factored in there okay. and for me man like i feel like i'm nowhere near that tier so i can't even fathom what it is to be a charitable donor when you're a multi-billionaire right so they do what they will with their money. I'm I can't be one to necessarily judge. I just find it a very very interesting distinction that I mean I feel like I'm kind of biased towards cuz for me I'm I'm like well even with the amount of money that I have uh-huh. I I still want to be charitable and yeah. I know that you do as well. How does that factor into you know the higher tier I mean reality? I think being charitable is a lot easier when you don't have to when you have a pr- pretty much an unlimited supply of money. Yeah. As I opposed mean, to it's, being... It's not even money. It's just a number. Like, do you have the biggest number? Yeah. Because do you have the highest did, score? <laughs> like, what? He, who was it? Uh, Elon Musk just decided to create a flamethrower out of the blue. I don't know if you had heard yeah, about I saw that, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the boring flamethrower. Yeah. And just because he could. Like, why not? He wanted to invent a submarine to rescue those kids stuck in um, the cave. The yeah. cave, and he did. I mean, he it ended up getting there like twelve hours before they were all rescued. But he still, uh, rich people just have the world at their hands. If they want to do something, they're going to do something. Yeah. If they want to be charitable, they're going to be charitable. If they want to be innovative, they're going to be innovative. So I don't know. I look at, I look at a number like that. And it's like, well, it comes with a caveat. It's like, are you just hoarding your wealth, or are you putting it to the best or use? Or maybe you, you just have so much money you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. You can't. It'd be spend. You'd be spending too much time like trying to figure out what to do with all that money. That's why you pay people to tell you what to do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> In that regard, the other thing, I, I'm still following YouTube drama and the YouTube. World. <laughs> 
<laughs> what is so funny about that? I think. Uh, I think. It's funny because... Dude, we're 30 years old right now. I you know. You have to take that into account. And the uh, fact that we are not on our game when it comes to understanding what trends or fads or things like I that am. are out there. No, you're I know. not. More you, than you. you. Absolutely not. More than you. Okay. All right. Mr. New Shoes, who... Yeah. I know. Yeah, no, I've broken into this okay. world now. And I'm so take tell me what's going on in the YouTube world. <laughs> so there, there is this thing, and I, it's going to be uh, two YouTube personalities who are going to be uh, participating in a boxing match. Really? And I don't know if you, you probably know one of the names, uh, Logan Paul. Yeah, I want him to get his ass whooped. And K- KSI. Who is that? Who is a Brit uh, uh, from Great Britain, uh, a YouTuber who is equally as big as Logan Paul. Okay. And so there has there have been, like, competitions in the past where it's been escalating to this, where you have kind of a big YouTuber playing a, or fighting a, a medium-sized YouTuber or doing something... Mm-hmm. Competitive against a uh, various sizes, yeah. but this is the first time that it's like international. You have the Great Britain Logan Paul and Logan Paul of the U.S. kind of like okay, going at okay, each other. okay. And so neither of them necessarily are savory personalities. Oh, if really? See, Everyone hates them. Well, no, no. I don't want to. Uh, they both have cult followings of you know pubescent, yeah, teens, yeah, 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 more or less, but. They have their own kind of styles, but neither. they're both douchebags. They're both yes, yeah. Okay. They're both douchebags. Okay, okay. So okay. it's a matter of uh, who do you hate more? Like who do you yeah. know more? Because whoever you know more, you're going to hate more. So in the U.S., everyone wants to see Logan Paul get their ass kicked, and in Great Britain, it feels like it's okay. Like they, they all want to see KSI get got his it. ass kicked. Uh, and so it's been this ongoing thing. It was scheduled back in. I want to say it was like April, like March or April. They announced this was going to happen after a couple of YouTube viewing events had had taken place, where it was live stream of boxing event things like that. And it was the they broke records for most consecutive online views. Records kept being broken when they were doing these boxing matches, and so there were two or three prior to the announcement of this one. And it's gotten it was projected to be without a doubt the highest viewed. YouTube event now, but now they're charging eight dollars a person to view on YouTube. Okay, it's it's so it's going to be a pay for pay per view like yeah. boxing match on YouTube. So who came up? How did this idea for boxing even come about? YouTubers, uh, especially the ones that are the most antagonistic, who unfortunately also have the most following, to shit talk everyone. Yeah, and so it's like I want to beat the shit out of them. I want to beat the shit out of them. Yeah, someone says. Well, why don't you guys fight? And, and, everyone and it materializes board, yeah. into something like, well, what is, what is a legal way that we can get two people yeah. who we want to see beat the shit out of each other actually be able to do it? And boxing. Make it a pay-per-view boxing event. Wow. So it's going to be held, I think it's going to be held in Vegas. I be- No, no, no. Ma- the, I think the Manchester Center. So it's going to be in like a super professional arena. Um, tens of thousands of people are going to be there. It's just going to be like a regular boxing match of like two high star yeah. competitors, except these people are not professional boxers at all. Yeah. And 
Uh, They'll get tired after like three rounds. <laughs> I mean, and and that's what people who are skeptical in the mainstream media are saying is that they're looking at everyone just shit talks, and it's not about the talent, but it's about the the show and the yeah. entertainment. And so, in regards to the quality of the match itself, don't expect it to be anything. But the hype and all the you know anxiety yeah. and intensity around that that's going to be hyped up to the nth degree. Because you have people all over. I can just enjoy that for free. With one of these two people. So totally, yeah. And you know that there's going to be pirated screams that you can find, yeah, uh, on YouTube as well. Just type in the fight when it's happening. But I guarantee you, it's going to be. What point. I can do is just not pay the eight dollars when it happens, and then watch the next day when someone puts it on up on their own channel. Yeah. So. But I guarantee you that some some. Big outlets are going to report on it, even yeah. if it's a little blurb in their newspaper but or whatever. It's got a huge following, which is why. When, once you get up to the tens of millions of people, I mean, it could it could be they're projecting. They initially, when it was free, they were projecting something like six million people mm-hmm. viewing consecutively, something like that. And now they're thinking it could be down to like one point five, one one million people viewing. But we'll see because this is the new generation. If you can get a place like YouTube to get multi millions of people to watch something at the same time. Wow. Yeah. It's revolutionary. That's I mean, pretty wild. It it really opens the door to say, these people have currency. To have watch one, watch <laughs> one thing, have people all over the world watch one thing at the same time. You get eyeballs. And in, in this day and age where you have Netflix, you have Amazon Prime, you have um, YouTube Red, you have all these different things that you can watch and subscribe to, uh, who I'm staying with, Brooks and Angie, they don't have cable anymore. They got rid of their cable. They only have the online subscriptions. So they have, like, the five subscriptions to the various, like, shows. Mm-hmm. And you can get everything. And any show you want to watch is on one of the five. Yeah. And it's just a matter of, like, who is the most enticing, who has the best content, or who has the content that you're willing to pay for the most. Yeah, it's a competition I was. Um, right now. I th- I was surprised when I was watching Entourage. I was surprised because it's an HBO program. I was surprised that it was on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. I was pumped. I was really happy because the HBO Now account that I was using the person canceled it, so I can't use HBO Now anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, oh, okay. Is that a separate thing that you have to, like, subscribe to? HBO Now? On Amazon Prime? Because... No, 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 no. HBO Now is its own thing. Just like how Amazon Prime is its own thing. Because Amazon Prime has HBO And just like how Netflix is its own thing. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure HBO charges Amazon for them to use their content. But HBO Now is its own entity. Yeah. But, yeah, Amazon Prime's got some good content. Netflix, though, I still is. I think is still probably one of the the better ones. The only thing I don't like about Netflix now is when you go on Netflix, it automatically starts previewing whatever thing that you're highlighted. It's like I don't need this noise and this like. I just need. I want it to be quiet and I want just peace while I'm so thinking well, of what I want. For, for people so who I, have ever explored an internet, you know, video streaming service, normally you have. The, the image, and you can read the description of the episode or the, the movie that you're going to watch. Yeah. With Netflix, what Victor's talking about is that when you're hovering it over the image to read the description, it starts playing the trailer. Yeah. Which is 
I agree. Like, really distracting and really annoying. Yeah, I wish, really I annoying. wish they would change that. I wonder if that could be a settings thing, too. I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, that's that's the era that we're in right now. I don't see how cable is able to survive if you have all these digital streaming services who have sucked up everything that you could watch on cable onto the, the platforms, like on Netflix. So, like, normally I would watch uh, Criminal Minds or Law & Order, like, it was like uh, SVU or, or whatever yeah. whatever they have. They have it on Netflix. You can just watch it from there. All the seasons are just lined up. Why would you ever want to watch a cable show where there are commercials? Yeah. <laughs> Waste your time. Have to wait an entire week 15, until the next episode. 15 to 17 minutes of commercials, and it's drawn out over a period yeah. of a season, which is however commercials many weeks. Commercials yeah. suck, dude. They're the worst. Which is why these these platforms are succeeding because they just totally get rid of them. Wow, I'm so happy that you don't have that other uh, those other. I still you, have it. You were using, but you were operating with two different laptops, right? One of them had a cracked screen; it had to be held a certain way or plugged in a certain I way. I still have that man. It it is still working, and my primary source of is it like, working just like the how your bicycle is quote unquote working. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> What's going on with uh, good? I don't I don't have the four one one on on President Trump. What's going on with him? Yeah, well, I mean, and he's taking a moment to just collect just his thoughts, decompress. Just, you know, try and make sure he doesn't get too pres- angry. Present this in a way just that just talking. We are in an era right now of just extreme cognitive dissonance. There is there are people who I feel like are on the far left who will only hear stuff that is um, very polarizing against Republicans. You have a majority of people who I think fall in a center area where they view the stuff and they say, oh my God, like, what is happening right now? And then you have people, a a small segment on the far right, that's like, we are not going to hear anything except for that which praises Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And you have... Fox News, which is a very reliable advocate for anything Donald Trump says or does, like it is, it is more or less state TV to to promote yeah. whatever message that is currently being presented. Uh, and so, for all the things that have happened over the course of the past year and a half of the presidency, Fox News drew the line when it came to Russia. Really, like his 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 statement that he more or less believed Putin over the American intelligence agencies is where Fox News drew the line. They said, you can't do that. And so within 24 hours, Trump had walked it back and said, uh, I said, why would Putin hack our elections? Like, that's my belief. Like, I don't believe that they would. Why would they? I meant to say, why wouldn't they? Wait, what? Yeah. That was, it was this huge thing. I remember seeing like, all these memes, and, or not memes, yeah. but I remember seeing people um, post stuff on Instagram pretty much like, uh, oh, what's the, I, there was some politician, you'd probably know. They had like the definition of treason, and then they had his, his statement, and then they had like something else, and I didn't really know what was going on. I wasn't going to dive into it because, I, again, I just like, I just have someone tell me what's going on rather than like, looking into it, but it was, like, this huge ordeal. I remember it was, like, way bigger than 
the normal things that he says. Yeah. And and that is what was really surprised me is that there it's normally doesn't come to a point where everyone is on the same page. That never happens anymore. It doesn't matter how outrageous a news story is, unless there's like a, a mass shooting or a Which terrorist attack or yeah, something that is just catastrophic. Yeah. That's the only time all the news is ever on the same page together. And I did not see this coming, that literally everyone would respond in the same knee-jerk reaction of, No! <laughs> no! And, and it came to the point where, yeah, he had to walk it back and say that he actually meant something else. And that's how Fox News ran with that. It's like, oh, he misspoke. He's okay. Like, he actually meant it was the opposite. So that is how we're, we're going to present his argument moving forward. He clarified, he said, he originally said would, meant to say wouldn't, good enough for us. And so that, but it took that, until he had said that, Fox News even was on the same page as everyone else, that this is unacceptable. So he said, why would they hack our elections? And that's when everyone freaked out? Yeah. Because he said, compare, look, whether it was the intelligence agencies that were lying or Putin that was lying, he said, well, why would Putin hacked the election, indicating that the he believed the intelligence agencies were lying. Oh, Our own government was lying, okay. whereas Putin was telling the truth. Okay. That's where it, it was so clear-cut that not even... That, that was a line that couldn't okay. be crossed, apparently. Okay. Um, even, even on Fox News, so... Yeah. <laughs> Which even was remarkable. You News. never see that. You n- I have not seen that once in the past year and a half of his presidency. They have never contradicted what he said. This is the first time ever. So, it's like, wow. Maybe there is hope. <laughs> Maybe we don't want Russian citizens voting. But it is interesting, too, because you have this, you have this, um, and it's almost kind of like a fun game now. If you ever choose to pay attention to politics for more than a couple of days, you will see this kind of back and forth between conservative and mainstream. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like it's not even liberal anymore. Like, liberal and mainstream have sort of merged to the conservative portion that is super staunchly defending the institution of the presidency right now. And so you have um, the mainstream that say, these are the facts. For example, Russian meddled in the election. Russia wanted to favor Trump. So, uh, and... Russians and American citizens have been indicted that are related to the Trump campaign. Hence, there is the question as to what is the relationship within the Russian government and the Trump campaign. You will see the counter in whatever instance it is, in this case, like Russian interference, Mm -hmm. the conservative side say, well, actually, the Russian government had some connections to Clinton staffers because Clinton staffers had visited Russia at some point in time. And so it was really Russia that wanted Clinton to win. And so in reality, you have to think, the question has to be asked, how much and in what ways did the Clinton campaign collude with Russia in order to try and win the campaign? And so it will, no matter what it is, no matter what topic it is, you will always see sort of the facts and reality laid bare in a particular set of, Mm -hmm. like, policies or whatever, like, national conversations going on, the conservative side will respond by saying, it's actually you that are the ones who are committing these violations. Because then the next step of the conversation is, well, what really is the objective reality? I mean, 
who can who can say who's colluding with Russia? Really? Yeah. I mean, the Democrats could be colluding. The Republicans could be colluding. I mean, we could all be colluding. Like, who really knows what collusion is? What is collusion? So no one could be guilty because it's just politics, and people are just going to say this sort of stuff because you know politics. One side says one thing, one side says the other thing. It doesn't really matter in the end because. You know, they're just on a side, so nothing really is happening. Fairy dust. It's fairy <laughs> dust. So it's weird how it sort yeah. of evolves in that sort of way where no matter how dam- – and, and that's the thing is that the more damning the accusations, for example, like sexism or, or misogyny, you, you get that on Donald Trump with the grab by the pussy tape. Yeah. And the response is – as soon as Al Franken comes out, look, all Democrats are misogynist because Al Franken had a picture back when he was on SNL of, like, mock grabbing a woman by the boobs, yeah. which means he's worse than Donald Trump. Well, what really is sexism after all? So we're all sexist or we're, none of us are sexist, so we really shouldn't worry about it. But the other side is worse. So yeah, that's, the, yeah. that's the important part. So it's really weird and frustrating to see every time there's something that pops up, it's all, the, the knee-jerk response is to accuse the other side of the exact same thing. And to say, well, it's all who really knows, after all. But who really, who really knows, you know? My goodness. It's all, it's all relative. Did you, um, did you see that there was a, I don't know, a senator or a governor or Congress, I don't know, some politician who was on, um, who was on Sasha Baron Cohen's show. Oh, my God, who, Sarah Palin. Yeah. Who is America or Sarah, something Sarah, like that? Sarah Palin, yeah. What? No, not her. It was a different guy. She was caught on on his show. You didn't hear that? No, I'm talking about the guy who was dropping racial slurs and then showed his ass, I think. Mm. What did Sarah Palin do? She agreed to um, a childhood policy of, like, giving kids guns. What? Oh, yeah. Apparently, he... Sasha Baron Cohen... Okay, so give give a little background as to what this this whole thing is, because I can help fill in the blanks too. This is a big deal. This is actually really kind of. I big. know very little. But what, I, what do you know? I don't know anything other than. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, all uh-huh. I know is that there's a show that he ha- that he I think he hosts, um, or has, or yeah. something. It's in production. It's on. Uh, I think it's Showtime or something like that. Yeah. It's called Who Is America. Mm-hmm. And um, there, all I know is that I was reading an article that said there was a guy, a, a male politician, not Sarah Palin, it was somebody else, who had um, was just like dropping racial slurs, and then it said that he dropped his pants on the program. And I was like, what the heck? I never heard anything about Sarah Palin with kids should carry guns or anything like that. That's all I know. Okay. Yeah. That that is very did was that on fuck curly or no. whatever? <laughs> no, this is on the Google. Um, this is on the Google. Uh, here it is. Sasha Baron, Baron Cohen gets Georgia lawmaker to shout racial slurs, drops his pants on a new show. This is on the Google app. When you hit the Google app and before you enter in Google, you can swipe down and it shows you headlines. Yeah. For the day, and so. <laughs> um, it had just said that, okay, Republican state representative Jason Spencer repeatedly yelled the N-word and mimicked a Chinese tourist while taking a photo up the skirt of an actor pretending to be a Muslim woman during the show. He also exposed his rear end in an exercise to ward off a potential terrorist while shouting, USA, motherfucker. So. Wow. Really? Yep. Do you not have the Google app? 
You finally got it or you almost got it? I don't use it. Why would I use it? I have a newsstand app that I get all of my information well, from. Well, I don't use the Google app to get news. I use the Google app to Google. Oh, no. I have Safari. I do. I do oh, the no, standard bro. You got to use Google, bro. Check this out. You can just like see what's going on. See what's trending. Yeah. It's always updating. Fair enough. It's pretty neat. So, yeah. That, it, was a, it was a big thing a couple of weeks ago that Sasha Baron Cohen had tricked Sarah Palin into having an interview with her as a... Okay, maybe it wasn't Kids With Guns, but it was a veterans. Uh, something about veterans. He dressed up as a disabled veteran. And, and she had, didn't know it was him? And they had tricked her. They had lied yeah. in trying to get the interview with her, saying they were part of a disabled veterans organization. So and they wanted her to speak on behalf <laughs> of disabled veterans. And as soon as she sat down, he started insulting her and saying all these things that after he's 15 got, or 20 like, minutes, on he's got all <laughs> no one could recognize him. And he came in in a wheelchair. They had someone like bring him in, in a wheelchair. And he had all these sort of... Uh, offensive questions that he was asking and it took about 15 or 20 minutes before Sarah Palin was like I'm going like this interview is over yeah but it took that long and he apparently got a lot of footage yeah I don't know if it's been released yet but a lot of quality was, footage in he that said there's gonna be some ga- but he's been doing this for and then the other thing too is he was going around to uh, Republican lawmakers who were backed by the NRA and that was the gun thing of, of having – and he had a couple of – I think he even had a U.S. congressman, a U.S. representative do a PSA for kids having guns in school, like elementary school kids carrying guns and how to shoot kid, shoot bad guys oh properly in school. Yeah. So he's pretty much he's like – He's re- like – I don't know how he managed this. Like he, he bamboozled what was the, a full uh, segment of the political population. That doesn't happen. What was the movie that came out like 10 years ago? Oh, Borat. <laughs> yes. That, that, that is how he got his name, Borat. <laughs> I'm a Borat. It's a me, a Borat. Oh, my gosh. Hey, guys. I'm Bruno. <laughs> did, did you see yes, the other one they did? No, I never saw Bruno, but it was very similar to Borat. What a funny guy. So he oh apparently gosh. is continuing his hyper-offensive ways, but it's done in a way that's like, yeah, I don't know. Oh. I, I, I have not seen this yet, but apparently there's a ton of footage of recognizable names really? that are heard and said doing crazy shit um, to the extreme. More crazy shit uh, that's slightly different. I see this headline, and I just had to laugh at it because it said, Papa John's is worried that Papa John will try to take over the company. And it just sounded like a goofy headline, but did you hear what had happened? This was like maybe a couple weeks ago. It was, yeah, it was a little, a little bit ago. Every, everyone knows about John Schneider. He's dropping an N-bomb, and then he claims like he was pressured into saying it or something like stupid like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that it was, it, was, it was somebody else who was trying to like... And te- like trick him into saying it or something, something to the extent of they had said we should use this in our Logan, and he's like, I would never use this in our Logan. Oh, okay. The various commercials. So who knows what work. the truth is? But that's how he's. Well, well, yeah. It, it was it was during a it was during a uh, publicity meeting where they were talking about a, a new commercial they were going to put up, and he he claimed that he was just saying that he would not use the language that one of the promoters had said 
you should use this. But if someone doesn't use that type of language, whatever it is, they're not going to say that to say that they don't use that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'd probably be like, no, I, I prefer not to use that word rather than like, I prefer oh, not no, to I, use I, I would language. Oh, ne- no, I would never, I would never see myself in any instance being able to use the N-word. No. Out loud. I, I couldn't. I, I mean, the relationships I have and the people who I know and the history that I've understood about the word, I just can't bring myself to use that. No, not at all. Even with other white people. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I think it gives a, a instance. So, but, oh, okay. So, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I heard. You uh, heard James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn got James fired. Gunn got fired from Disney after it was revealed that in the past, he had used a couple of uh, homophobic, I think, comments yeah. was his thing. Yeah. And so it was, did you hear how this came about? No. I was, that was the next, sudden, that was the next article sudden, on the Google uh, headline trending that I was going to read because I did see that. It, mm-hmm. said, um, it said that a couple of the actors, Chris Pratt and someone else, had uh, it said, speak out for the first time on why this person got fired from mm-hmm. the uh, film. So he had, he had been using it in the past and just saying stuff in the past and someone finally said something about it or there was like... It was like re- 10 years ago. It, 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 was, it was, I think, two or three tweets 10 years ago. Tweets? Tweets, yeah. Really? Back when Twitter had just started. Maybe it was like five years ago, five to eight. Uh, between five and 10 years ago. Long in the past. So oh, many, so many years ago. a long time ago. So why, <laughs> why, why all of a sudden did this happen? I was trying to get information while simultaneously listening, but I couldn't do it. So at that mild pause, I thought you were saying, why, why, why are you looking at your phone when I'm trying to say something right now? <laughs> no, I thought it was no, I, I'm, I'm wondering if you had any, like, guess as to what is intuitively, in the culture we live in, intuitively, why might all of a sudden it be revealed that tweets that had existed for many, many years no one had Why ever said anything. Why now, all of a sudden? Considering, I'm trying to think. hint, hint, political climate we live in right now. And the ecosystem, the internet ecosystem that we live in right now. I have no idea. Because they can? I don't know. All right. Intuitively. So, I guess, let me, let me fill in one blank. Is there a certain the person, that the, happened that the I don't people know responsible for this were conservative uh, trolls. Okay. Who discovered these tweets from long ago after doing extensive research. Now, why might conservative trolls all of a sudden decide to descend upon James Gunn? I don't know. I have no idea. Because he criticized the president. Oh, okay. And so he he started tweeting out a lot of things about his thoughts about the um, state of the Trump administration. And... If you know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy, how it was received, everyone loved it. Conservative, liberal, it wasn't a yeah. political thing. Yeah, yeah. People went to go see it, and they loved it. And so it was a apolitical kind of thing. And none of the actors, like Chris Pratt doesn't say stuff political. None of the actors say anything that's like super antagonistic. And so everyone can just go and enjoy it. There's no politics attached to it. Now, about a month ago... James Gunn started tweeting out things about the Trump administration and family separation at the border with the mm-hmm. immigration issue. When that happened, uh, a lot of, uh, again, it's beloved by all. Guardians of the Galaxy is beloved by all. And so, unfortunately, 
while you have the mainstream loving Guardians of the Galaxy, you also have liberals and you also have conservatives loving it equally. They see something that seems to be poisoning the well of this beloved community of Guardians of the Galaxy. The way that a lot of conservative millennials, people in our generation, respond is that they have an internet community and they are able to uh, destroy the enemy in one form or another. Mm -hmm. So if somebody does something that is opposed to them, that they hold dear, whether it's uh, gaming, for example... Uh, I don't know if you've heard some of the stories about whenever there's female developers, uh, a lot of times when they speak out for equality in the industry, you will have a huge backlash. That you will have people like going through everyone's personal history, not just the stuff online, but they will go to like physical locations and try to locate things and information about people to try and get them... Suppress them? fired from the industry and so it's a it's a common it's a common trend where you'll have uh um it's it a lot of times they're referred to as like 4chan i don't know if you've ever heard Mm -hmm. of that group but along those lines they're kind of nerdy lonely virginal guys living in their parents basement um, who are just angry at the like world, a, angry at women yeah. because they feel like women are getting jobs they should be getting. Um, they're surrounded by people who have the same mindset of just hating the world and hating progress and hating anything that does not help them feel like they're worth something. Mm-hmm. And so they just focus the rage into various targets. And those various targets uh, are well-known people, people who are able to, like, have a platform on a platform that intersects with the internet. And so with James Gunn, like he has a history online. Like he is known for doing a movie that is beloved to all. And so when he upsets the system and he's a part of the internet community, you have this conservative element of trolls and internet predators who are able to dig up everything and anything that he's ever said online and make that a thing and say, look at this person. He's not actually a good guy. And so you have had people's careers destroyed, absolutely destroyed over and over again by these internet trolls that just... The stuff that he tweeted, the stuff that he tweeted, was it stuff where if if you look at it, you'd be like, well, yeah, this is pretty concerning, or it's like, this is not that big of an issue, but they spin it in a way where they make it seem like it's bigger than it really needs to be. Yeah, I would say in, in this instance, I would say uh, it was offensive, but um, I... Nothing that people would lose sleep over? It it did not fit a character pattern of an individual. It, was, it seemed okay. like it was a very isolated period yes. okay. of, if this is the best you got... And this is like the worst that they've said, or the worst that they are. Then there's no really indication mean. that they have continued this sort of mindset or stuff. It was a period of like they were a bad person for a period, or they did a bad thing. I'm yeah. sorry, they did a bad thing, but they learned from that and did not repeat that mistake Got in the it. future. And so I looked at it as an isolated incident. But unfortunately, in the era that we live in right now, one instance of anything can be enough to just change yeah. the trajectory of like a career. how you're perceived yeah. in, in the world. So 
I, it's 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 terrifying. It really is. Dang. Because this is why I mentioned when we were doing race to one hundred, and there were a couple of those that, um, like the Kazir Khan uh, yeah. race to one hundred one that we'd gotten a lot of views on. But then we also had a, a portion that was just really angry and really negative in the comments and all that. And you have to be careful whose apple cart you're tipping over, because if you tip over the wrong apple cart, suddenly it's a swarm. Mm-hmm. And if they have a legion behind them, it's dangerous. Yeah. So I always told Neil, when we're spent responding to people's comments online, be very careful about what you say, because if you piss off the wrong person... They not only could they direct hatred towards you, they could hack your account. Yeah. They could steal your stuff, like personal information, all this sort of stuff they're capable of doing if you piss off the wrong person. Yeah. So it's uh, it's always been one of me of like I don't want to I don't want to engage in the internet because of the dangers that yeah. exist of just taking off the wrong person. Really. Wow. It's a it's a minefield. It's a minefield. Thought of it that way. If you're opinionated online and go into the wrong forum, for example, uh, if if you're visiting websites and you're you know responding to people's comments and things Mm -hmm. like that, you go into the wrong forum and respond to the wrong person without even knowing it. You could have dozens of angry hackers coming after you, trying to access your bank account information, your email your work information, mm-hmm. posting your, your private photos mm-hmm. online, letting everyone know the worst parts about you. It's like, it happens. On yeah. a daily basis, it happens. And it, it, these people who are who are our age, living in their parents' basement, no income, this is all they do all day, it is their life. Yeah. They, they have no goals in life other than to destroy other people's lives. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, uplifting note. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> scary. Is it? Yeah, it really is. I don't think I've ever met, we've ever had a conversation where I've been able to convey, because the more that I read about this, the more that I learn just how dangerous these, this segment of the community is. It's dangerous, like, to your own personal well-being. People have committed suicide over these, really? these attacks from primarily uh, white supremacist type, like, yeah, amateur millennial hackers kind of thing. Oh my gosh! I because I know I remember we talked about this one time before. Um, I can't remember how it came about, but right now it's like really like sinking in. Like, oh man, that's it's real. I mean, it it transcends into the real world in a way that they know. They know if they touch your internet life, that they can impact the relationships you have with other people. But this is for people who, like, have an internet life, who are actively engaging in blogs and different social media sites, or, like, anybody, even if you kind of do social media. You know, there... Yes, I would say those people who are active on the internet probably have a high risk. The other high-risk people are people who don't have an internet life and who choose to interact once or twice, but they do it in, in the wrong place okay. at the wrong time. To the wrong people. Yeah. And even if you don't have an internet life, you have some sort of internet trail. You have an email. You have a cell phone. You have an address that is locatable online. Mm-hmm. And so, if for whatever reason, it seems to be one of the two. Either you're, you're a chronic antagonizer who's just asking for it, 
or you genuinely made a mistake because you didn't know the ramifications of saying the wrong thing to the wrong person. And so it's like either a one-time mistake that ends up costing you a lot, or you've been asking for it, and it's going to happen eventually. But regardless, you you keep poking the bee's nest. This is, like, it's a hornet's nest. You you gotta, like, there's no way that you can get rid of it. It's like a, a hive of hornet's nest all around you. There's not enough weed killer in the world (laughs) and that's what's so terrifying too and which is why i i prefer to live most of my life outside the internet yeah is because it people take that stuff away and my god like they can destroy you wow i um real quick just uh changing it up again Mm -hmm. i um was flipping through the (laughs) channels last night i was like trying to fall asleep last night and I'm flipping through channels, and uh, and I <laughs> anytime, <laughs> anytime now that I see something on TV that's uh, that's ancient aliens or like NASA declassified <laughs> or something like that, I always click to watch it just to spite you for five to ten minutes. <laughs> and of course you would. I'm watching this. And before I would watch that stuff because I thought it, it was because it was entertaining, and then I kind of got tired of watching it. And then I found out that you just like hate it. Then I started watching it again, you know, not the whole program, but a little bit at a time, just so I can, just so I can watch it. Do you know why? Do you know why I hate it? Why? What? Do you? No, I really? think maybe once you told me one time before. I don't know because it's not true. Like, okay, the, the factual inaccuracies in a lot of these uh, portrayals are just so off yeah. that anybody who has, especially the religion ones, like, the the prophecies of Notre Dame or... or Nostradamus. Nostradamus, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the prophecies of Notre Dame. Nostradamus. It's like, they literally, um, they pull these people who are just all over the place that sound like they have very professional titles and sound like they're they're academics in their field but in reality they're just like conspiracy theorists who yeah. happen to be have a degree at some sort of random ass university that gave them a title that made them sound like they had some sort of authority and you come back with me it's like well didn't this happen or didn't that it distorts people's understanding yeah. of the way the world works and that's my frustration is that they create these wild premises of the like like yes, he could prophesy because if you think about it, the old Wiccans in in ancient Germanic uh, Europe were able to prophesy to the the wilderbeast of the, and the woodland there animals, and so it transferred all the way to Italy, which went to France, and now everyone and can it prophesy. Beamed, it beamed it, that information to the moon, the and, moon back. and then back, <laughs> and Nostradamus. Got it on the antenna <laughs> on his head, and he was able to share with everybody <laughs> the future. <laughs> I just imagine him wearing like a like a, a, a foil hat, <laughs> yes, like an aluminum foil hat with a little uh, antenna <laughs> on it. Yeah, so that's, that's that's my that's my take. That's my take on um, <laughs> prophecy. Nostradamus received out of the antenna. <laughs> he had a really, really good cell reception. The, yeah. He's got the aluminum foil yeah. hat, and then he's waving a bent coat hanger around <laughs> in, the, in the air. Ah, uh, yes. 
I like a lot the uh, the personalities that are on that show. Like, uh, yeah. Oh god, that, I can't remember what his name is, but there's a few memes of him. He's got this really crazy hair and like this super Greek last name, and he's really into describing things like this with his hands. Oh, and I oh my goodness. <laughs> And then, I mean, and then the, you know. why would the why would the Hopi Indians um, establish their cities in the exact same parameters as the Orion constellation? And then they do a side by side, and it, wow, cool. Uh, and the the Egyptians happen to do the same thing, and it's just it's entertaining. I know that it's not like you can't take it for one hundred percent truth. But I was watching it because it was entertaining, and then I was watching it because I just did it to just upset you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you're watching this out I of spite, today. just straight up. Yeah. yeah, I I not I don't watch the whole thing again. I watch for about five to ten minutes to get a few things to talk about that I can uh-huh. bring back. Yeah, to yeah. You. Did you know that the Great Pyramids weren't actually <laughs> <laughs> they were created by aliens who landed on this planet five thousand years ago? And they killed off the dinosaurs, by the way, uh, and isolated them all within the Great Wall of China. You, okay, so okay, but despite all this stuff, do you believe that there could be aliens out there that are of uh, things that are more technologically advanced? Where the advanced? hell did that come from? I'm just asking. Okay. <laughs> I'm not asking for evidence. I'm just saying, just your intuition. Do you think there is uh, life out there that is more intelligent than human beings? Everything is relative, man. I mean. Our concept of what things would be, I, I, I can't even fathom. I think that there is more, even intelligence is a spectrum. Yeah. And I feel like there is a duality. Either you're dumb or you're smart, right? Yeah. You, you fall on a, on a scale. I feel like on the scale that there is, so you look at the scale, I feel like intelligent life as we, as exists, exists outside of that line of smart and dumb. Like, it exists in different dimensions and parallel. I, and I think because the universe as we know it is infinite and expansive, there's got to be something else out there that is equivalent to our development in one form or another. It's kind of like, I try not to think about it too much because it's kind of overwhelming when you look up in a dark night sky mm-hmm. into the into the blackness, especially when you're in, in the wilderness and you just get to see the stars light up. You, I always ask myself, like, what else is out there? Yeah. W- what else exists? Yeah. I, I'm sure, sure there. I'm sure there's something, um, but I can't even imagine what it's like. All those stars, suns, with planets orbiting. Yeah. Billions of light years away. For sure. There's man. something, man. I was thinking about this. I saw a uh, a photo on Instagram. I follow this uh, this like wildlife rescue organization they're always posting photos of chimpanzees and chimpanzees and leopards and other stuff that are on this reservation and i saw the back of a head of some type of big cat and in the description it said like how it has it has these white spots on the back of its black ears which are there in case like there's a predator wanting to attack like a leopard or something from behind from a distance it might look like with the ears sticking out, that those white spots are actually eyes. So it's just to use it as like a deterrent. Yeah. And then I was thinking, like, like what, like what, 
Like that's it's it's not just there. Like there's some type of intelligent design behind the attributes of an animal that allow it to survive and thrive. So there's not like I mean there's not necessarily like thousands of years ago like aliens or god like designing this thing like and we're going to put this here for <laughs> this but there's some type of ethereal intelligence that is woven into existence mm-hmm. that um that allows survival yes. that allows uh uniformity and consistency within the reality that we in, yeah. you know just inhabit yeah you know we we are we exist in the same way that those stars billions of light years exist. Yeah. What that reality looks like is probably very different than anything we could conceptualize because we have what our our how many how many planets? 9? I think we're back to 9 again. Are we are, we, I don't are know. we back to 9? It was 9 and then it was 8 and then they like reclassified a reclassified Pluto. So I don't really it know what's going back and on forth anymore. all the time. But Apparently, too, there are five oceans, not four, because everything around Antarctica is called the Southern Ocean. So oh, I don't know. God, changing. But I mean, the way that we—it's like—is there—is could there be water on the other planets? That's like what we're looking for. Yeah, we can't even fathom if there's another life form that doesn't even need oxygen or water oh, yeah. or, or anything like that, and is able to exist on a element of a planet that just or how is totally is, unexplored. Life yet. is based on. I think it's. I read something that's like all when you're looking for something. It's like well, there's no way that you know life could exist on this planet while you're looking through the lens based that a life form has you know a a carbon foundation um so yeah there could be other things where it's like life could exist without necessarily water there could be some other thing yeah and i think the point of the uh, the point of even thinking about something like that for me isn't to be theoretical or philosophical it's just it it, it's to put things in perspective because i think to myself when I feel like my struggles or turmoil is just too great, I think to the greater expanse of the universe, to, and it just puts me at peace because I'm what a blip on the radar at the most. My concerns mirror nothing with the great cosmos and the way that that's operated. Yeah. And to think about it in the context of the greater picture, it's like, well, who am I? You know, and it allows me to sort of remove my ego from the situation and just find peace in whatever situation I'm dealing with, knowing that whatever it is, the universe is still going to keep going on. It's not, it's literally not the end of the world. Mm